vibe over what we love And vibe over what we hate Maybe more and share struggles that we rose above And the battles that we still fight Welcome to We Were So Happy, Microaggressions and Where They Happen. Um, My name is Nicole Young. And I want to kick off this first edition of We Were So Happy uh, by telling you a little story. My mom likes to tell a story about a time when I was like five years old and she picks me up from school and I guess we are having the best time. I live in suburban Virginia, so we're driving home and, you know, we're laughing, we're joking, we're having a great time. Um, And then I guess she changes her mind, the mood changes, something happens. And I ask her a question and she says really sharply to me, what? And she said, I got really quiet in the car and she looks back and I've got tears in my eyes, my five-year-old self. And I say, mommy, what happened? We were so happy. And this has become one of my favorite stories uh, and a piece of family lore that I love sharing because I just can imagine my five-year-old self having the best day ever and my um, really grumpy mommy messing it up. So uh, it is only fitting that I use that story as a backdrop about this series um, about microaggressions because just like grumpy mommies uh, can rise up to loom over an otherwise euphoric car ride home in Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, so do microaggressions. They kill the vibe of any room or any conversation they enter. So what are microaggressions, you may ask? Uh, there are several scholarly definitions, but I am choosing to give one of my own, um, and that is a little bit more organic. So microaggressions are words or deeds done by someone in a majority group, and they're colored by racism, sexism, or even sometimes a little homophobia thrown in there, and are an insult to the person in that marginalized group, right? Often people of color. Um, and to get drilled down a little bit more, microaggressions are those statements or actions that make someone feel like you think that they are less, that you that you believe that they are all of the stereotypes you've heard about Asian people or Indian people or brown people or black people. And the thing about a microaggression is that it is micro and it's so small. It's such a small thing that when you confront someone and say, hey, that was really messed up what you said, they oftentimes can be like, I didn't mean it that way when they definitely did. They definitely meant that way. So microaggressions are experiences that leave people of color wondering, did he just say that to me? Am I crazy? Or was that racist? And for white people, microaggressions are the things that you would never say or do to someone that you saw as an equal. You would never say it to another white person that you saw as an equal. Um, And they often, these kind of microaggressions often reveal your own biases. Um, And even the most woke among you possess the ability uh, to perpetrate a microaggression. So here we go. Um, You might ask, as you're listening to me, are microaggressions real? And immediately after, you might go a step further and you might say, aren't people being a little too sensitive? Aren't you? Um, And as a white person or a straight person or a man, in order to understand microaggressions and perhaps to begin to examine the way that you perpetrate microaggressions, you got to do one thing for me. You have to accept that language is not only the words that we say out loud. One more time. Language is not always or only the words that we say out loud. 
the concept of microaggressions will only resonate if you are able to accept things like tone and body language and unspoken intent and timing. All of those things affect how we make meaning of the words other people say to us, right? And there's a million examples of that, right? You can say the same word five different ways and it means five different things because it's not just about the word. I can say, what? 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 And all of those convey different emotions and different feelings and different intent. So if you can concede that language is not only the words that we're saying out loud, then you and I can proceed to talk about microaggressions. And if not, do not pass go. Do not collect $100 and come back to this podcast when you've given it a little bit more thought, okay? Uh, For those souls of you that have ventured on, thanks to the internet and hardworking people uh, like Solange and Quinta B and others, um, you are able to name a few microaggressions, right? So Solange told you that you couldn't touch your hair and so did a whole bunch of people before that. So you all know that it's gauche to try to reach out and touch a black person's hair, right? Dove commercials and other media let you know that pretty for a black girl is not a compliment, right? Like that's not a compliment. And yet, yet, I know enough black and brown people who work with woke white people and still get called articulate. Yeah, so I know, I know that the work is far from finished. So on each installment of We Were So Happy Microaggressions and Where They Happen, uh, we're going to share one story, one anecdote, one contextualized moment and break it all the way down. The goal of this podcast is not to create a list of words that you can and cannot say. Rather, the goal is to make sure that people are being intentional and thoughtful about the things that they say, how those things are informed by history, by intent, by bias, by the stereotypes we hold, and how those stereotypes and bias and history can have a negative effect on the people we interact with and talk with and even love every day. So I invite you to join me for future installments of We Were So Happy, Microaggressions, and Where They Happen. We Were So Happy, Microaggressions, and Where They Happen is made possible by lots of wonderful contributors and friends, including music performed by Lion Soul featuring Manchild and produced by Young Focus.